0: Welcome to the Layers of Design podcast where we uncover the personalities behind the architecture that impacts our communities. I am your host Ebehi. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you get inspired. To go trust with that
1: community, they need to understand where you're coming from, they need to know what you're getting out of it, they need to know what they're getting out of it as well. Um, and then they need to kind of be okay with it like everybody needs to be okay with it another thing that we get wrong is that we speak to only leadership leaders in communities and, mm. and we think okay we spoken to the community but no you've spoken to people who have the power in that community so mm. what's leaving out a lot of people who don't necessarily have the power or the agency to be able to say uh, this I have this issue or actually I don't like it or this is going to affect all the children in this community or things like that so we, when we're thinking about stakeholder engagement we need to really break down uh, who is in the community
0: Hey everyone! Continuing on the theme of architecture and the community, I interviewed Olamide Udoma Ejor, who is the director at the Lagos Urban Development Initiative, an urban activist, researcher, filmmaker, and writer. She's currently involved in governance and social issues within the urban environment of Lagos and is an advocate for sustainable transportation and social engagement within urban spaces with a particular focus on gender. She focuses on transport management, slum upgrading, and housing rights in urbanizing African cities. She consulted with UN Habitat on the Nigerian projects for the Global Future Cities Program in the last 10 years Olamide has managed and coordinated projects in the UK, South Africa, and Nigeria, working with a variety of clients to ensure that urban planning is participatory from inception to maintenance. Her strengths lie in urban infrastructure management, project management, and communications. So in this conversation, Olamide and I dive into her experience with designing for the community, the different players that work together to make a project successful. And she tells us her take on the future of urban development in Lagos, Nigeria. So let's get into it. Hi Olamide, good morning. How are I'm you? I'm good, I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. Excited for our interview. Good, good. And how's your week? My week has been good.
1: Um, we've had a couple of events this week, um, it's been a bit, it's been a bit hectic, but it's been good. Events about solar power and energy and greenhouse emissions. Yeah, <laughs> a bit intense. <laughs> Um, and then my kids have been sick, so that hasn't been
0: great. Um but, Yeah, but it's been a good week. Like, very busy, <laughs> very busy week. I'm sorry to hear about your kids. I hope they feel better soon. Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, going back to school today, so he'll be fine. The other
0: one is playing. So okay. They're okay. <laughs> you know how kids. kids yes, kids. that's good to know. Um, so you know, I just want to start off by, I guess, introducing the audience to Ludie. So can you tell us what LUDI is?
1: Yeah, so Lagos Urban Development Initiative, LUDI, we're a non-profit organization based in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, We do research, um, advocacy, and projects around mobility, so especially non-motorized transportation um, and public space. So we've done a variety of different projects, um, which I guess we'll kind of talk a little bit about today so i won't go into them now
0: <laughs> very nice so what got you into this space what got you into design architecture urban planning
1: yeah what wow what got me into this well i guess i studied architecture as my first degree and to be honest before i studied okay. architecture i didn't know what i wanted to do i was just good at uh math art and physics so uh everyone said ah you sound like an architect so i studied architecture and i hated it so, <laughs> so then after that, uh, I studied design, I did a master's in design,
0: which was a little bit
1: more interesting because, um, it allowed me to not look at architecture, but look at more spatial design and um, mm. think more about the city. Um, and actually my research was on how do we use play, uh, to think about readers like designing spaces. How do we use play with communities? to design spaces. So that was what uh, my final kind of thesis was um, doing oh, my wow. master's. and And then I worked for a little bit in different organizations. and Again, I was like, oh, I'm not doing anything about cities. I'm just looking at Africa in the context of like culture, literature, um, you know, government, governance, and so on. Uh, but then, so I decided to do another master's <laughs> um, and this was an urban infrastructure <laughs> wow. and design. And then I, I moved to South Africa to do this uh, master's. And this is actually really what got me, I think, where I am today. Uh, because it started to look at inequality. It started to, you know, I started to look at policy, I started to look at what was actually happening on the ground in African cities. Um, and so, you know, it really, uh, not piqued my interest, but it furthered my interest in like, you know, how do we design cities? Um, and mm-hmm. how do we design cities with the complexities of African cities? Um, looking at it from the global mm. north, you don't really see I mean there are complexities there too don't get me wrong, but they they're a little bit different to what's happening on the ground, especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about how to design cities, not uh, you know how to plan cities or you know how you know what mm. is already existing uh, you know when it comes to urban planning, but um, you know, how do we try to think about that from a global south perspective? so yeah so that's how i got into the idea of of uh, urban design or urban planning um and and especially on the african con- t- continent yeah
0: that's so interesting and i love your different backgrounds of um you know just trying almost trying out different things and going back to school to f- specialize in different disciplines mm. just to get to where you are today because i think it's it's almost like I don't even want to say it's not the path that's most taken yeah. because most people that go to architecture school, you know, it's almost like when we're coming out, they encourage us to kind of stick to that path of architecture. But you dared to actually stray away from that path and find what piqued your interest. So on that, I would say you had mentioned that it when you were studying um, urban infrastructure and design that you were very interested in like the issues. In African cities. So from your studies and, uh, you know, I'm just going to assume <laughs> that they kind of introduced you to different cities around the world. So what was it about African cities that really, you know, sparked that interest?
1: Well, to be honest, I've always been interested in, in uh, Lagos because I'm Nigerian
0: um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and
1: I grew up in Lagos In Lagos and I was eight years old, I guess. And there is some, when you're taken away from the context of like where you're from or where, even if you don't, even if you were mm-hmm. not born there, but you know, from where you're from, you have some, some inkling in your, you know, I don't know, subconscious, I guess, about what yes. it means to be, you know, in that context. What it means to live there. What it means to be like of that culture, um, and you start to think about how how those things influence your own life. Um, so I guess I've always mm-hmm. been interested in in um, in Nigerian culture and Nigerian like ur- like how the urban works uh, within Nigeria. But I guess when I studied uh, in South Africa, I think the larger context of like governance and how these things influence uh, how cities are made. So like governance, Mm -hmm. um, inequality, um, housing, um, the lack of, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, you know, water, all these kind of infrastructure um, issues that are not necessarily plagued, or not necessarily um, the issues in uh, like the global North countries um, or cities. So I think that's what, you know the difference is kind of like oh actually this is completely different it's a completely new space um and then it's also like mm-hmm. how can i then um make change or how can i kind of not necessarily like put my own stamp but learn but also share knowledge um and i think it's you know it's very wow. important to take that aspect of learning sorry tell me if i'm talking too much
0: <laughs> no not at all this is perfect <laughs> but, because I really like what you said about not necessarily putting your own stamp. I feel like a lot of architects, designers, urban planners, you know, when once you ask them why they wanted to become architects and things like that, one of the first things they go to is, you know, I wanted to leave my mark on the world. So that's such an interesting take that you weren't looking at it from, you know, this is not about you per se. It's just about learning about what the culture and what you can give back
1: exactly exactly and i think that aspect of learning is super important um for any kind of researcher actually um in in this kind of in any time any any space i guess but especially in this space because we're really talking about people um and we're talking about people on mass we're not talking about an individual we're not talking about you know um uh, just like all just women or all men we're talking about really people on mass children women people with disabilities about everybody that are living in one one space so uh, living playing thriving you know in one space so, I mean, for me, I feel like it's more, for, for me anyway, and, and all through my, my career and even up to date, it's really about learning and we're continuous, like I'm mm-hmm. continuously learning. You go into a different community and the way they do things could be different to a, you know, a different community. Um, and the way they understand space, the way they use water, the way they use uh, infrastructure, um, the way they, they engage with each other, the power dynamics—they're all very different—and so you really have to understand those before you can even start thinking. Okay, what are the needs of this community? Um, how do we how do we make change in this community? How do we influence change? Who do we speak to? So you know, in any of this kind of uh, in the space that we, I am in, especially uh, this kind of urban, uh, I would say urban advocacy slash research slash mm. you know uh, development. Um, it's really, it's, it's, there's a lot of learning that we have to do um as well as trying to build you know or trying to kind of
0: mm-hmm. create something of course, so it sounds like you've had a very what's the word <laughs> knowledgeable career I don't know <laughs> if that's the word I'm looking for per se, but it sounds very interesting to say the list. So I wanted to ask, of course, since you're working in a space like Lagos, you know, once government comes into place, once tradition comes into place, culture, of course, you know, and your education wasn't necessarily just in Lagos. You know, you you went outside to kind of learn and bring it back inside. So what would you say some defining moments in your career have been? Because I imagine you faced some really high highs and low lows.
1: Yeah, I mean high highs uh what, what of my defi- I don't know what my defi- I don't know <laughs> my defining I have no idea. But I think um to be honest, I think I'm I have started from a place where I was very confused. Um mm. and I guess I came in thinking I kind of know a lot where I I knew absolutely nothing. So I actually started uh, when I moved back to Nigeria, I started uh in, in housing rights. So really trying to okay. uh, empower uh, like low-income communities um, and educate them somewhat on the rights that they the rights that they have on housing, and then obviously do a lot of advocacy to government, you know, as well. Um, and going into different environments, you kind of you, you realize you actually know nothing, um, and you really have to, to kind of humble yourself. <laughs> mm, yeah. like you so much. I mean, you're well educated and everything, but. You know, this isn't about education now. This is really about you know, mm. what, what are the needs of people um, and how do you get these needs to them, you know? Um, and how do you also convey these needs to governments um, as well? So I don't know what my, my, my highest or lowest points have been or highlights, but I think, you know, the initial phase was very much about humbling myself and learning. Um, and I guess now I'm at a point where I can say there's, there's been a lot of um, growth in this space, not just of myself, mm-hmm. but even of the whole network of, um, I don't want to say urbanists, but people in this space. So I, I don't want to call them just urbanists, but some of them are um, very technical people. Uh, some of them are mm-hmm. experts in, like, let's say, uh, human rights, or some of them are experts in, like, water infrastructure, some of them are architects. Um, and to be honest, I've worked with so many people uh, because within the work that we do, we try to understand that, you know, one hat is not enough and we try to make it very <coughs> multidisciplinary um, in all the projects. Um, so I, I don't know, I just feel like I'm at a place where I can say I'm comfortable and I'm, I'm at a place where I can say, okay, okay we can really move forward um, and really push government to, to move the way they're thinking about urban planning. Um, and we've had some, uh, maybe not wins, but some step forwards. For example, we supported the non-motorized transport policy. Um, and we've worked, you know, done a lot. I've personally done a lot of work with uh, Lagos State Metropolitan Transport Authority, um, looking at, you know, thinking about how do we make public transport, um, work in Lagos. Um, How do we make walking infrastructure work? How do we make sure there's more walking infrastructure? And yes, we have a a draft policy, which as I said, like I can say, is a great win. We talk about it all the time as, oh, we were part of this. But then, you know, it's now about implementation. So we have all these, I mean, I tell everybody, we have all these great laws and policies, um, even around design, around around infrastructure, around housing, but then next is about implementation and I, and I think that's where we really have to start uh pushing government to, to be. So I guess all in all, we've I've I've personally and Rudy have moved from like the learning, I mean of course we're always learning, but to a place where okay, we're seeing like there's some uh comfortability and trust. Uh that's another big word okay. as well. Like it really needs to you have to all the stakeholders <coughs> need to be uh, in one kind of like kumbaya, <laughs> more... and then you know maybe then we can see like the next stage of like change of like real kind of progression of real kind of uh, impact on people's lives. So yeah, I can't really say there's one thing that, that you know we've won or like really bad points, but
0: of course, but I think
1: a bit of a trajectory. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's honestly, that's fair. So on that, you know, I, I, I hear you talking about implementation of, um, I guess, these policies, implementation of policies in Lagos. First of all, this is exciting to know, you know, in, in my head, I'm sitting here thinking, so every time I go back home, and I see an improvement in the city, <laughs> now I'm going to be thinking, wow, I wonder if Alameda is behind thanks, thanks, <laughs> um so on that you know you kind of gave us a little peek into the way the interactions you have with the community when it comes to design um from learning and understanding the community and working with different stakeholders so i wanted to just throw out this question how how would you say you design for a community can you give us some tips for a designer who's kind of racking their brain on figuring out how to, or where to even start? Yeah, so,
1: yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. Um, I guess for us, we've tried to uh, understand communities' needs, um, and, you know, that's not, we go with a project already thought about, or even, like, a theme or a concept, like, oh, we're going in here with, like, oh, we want to help them with water, we want to help them, but no, I think it's more about, okay, what does the community need? Um, and then, you know, how can we do this within like a spatial context? So for example, I give an example of a project that we're doing with the Ouro uh, community, um, which is a, a public okay. space. Um, and the issue with this public space, um, was that they, it's, it's a dangerous area. So it's just on the outskirts of the community. Um, And what normally happens is that gangs and, and, you know, drug dealers and so on, they kind of hang out there. They do their kind of bad things in the community and then they kind of uh, retreat out into here. Um, And also it's a pathway for people when they come in from work and stuff and then they go through that kind of public space um, and and then into the the community, to their houses. Um, And so they were kind of complaining about this space and they didn't really know what to do with it. Um, and we had been talking to Lagos state government, uh, about doing a, an allotment garden, uh, kind of, okay. um, project. And so the community actually mentioned to us that, you know, what we could do this kind of project in this space. It will actually curb a lot of like, uh, security, insecurity issues. Um, but it can also do a lot for the community in terms of building, um, food security, having a playground for, for some of the children um uh, you know having an activity for people to do because it's, it's the allotment garden has some like farming activities it has a playground um and so it's always in use and so therefore you know we wouldn't have these kind of food limbs and stuff just hanging out uh, because there'll be eyes and be people you know there all the time um and so you know it was so this was like a, a win-win um, and so what we decided to do was we designed it with the community so of course we had the um the outline of like okay we want to do an allotment garden Lagos State Government, all these kind of empty spaces you have, you could do this within the community, within these communities. Uh, but the community came up to us and said, okay, look, this, this uh, project you have is really great and we'd like to do it here. So we, did, we worked with them. We had a lot of workshops with uh, the different groups in the community. Um, we've also had workshops with, the, with community groups, plus the local government, plus the state government. Um, and we've tried to push the community group themselves to approach Lagos State government so that it's not us approaching Lagos State government saying, oh, Mm. we want to take over this place. We're not going to do it ourselves. We're like four-man, we're four-staff team, you know, (laughs) Uh, at Ludi. So we're not going to do it. So the community um, have really been empowered and um, have worked closely with us, but understand that there's a partnership with us as a uh, non-profit, as a kind of like checks and balance organization, Um, and them being kind of the owners of of this project. So it's not owned by us, it's their project, it's their space, Mm. um, and we're just trying to bring everybody together, um, really trying to make sure that it works, trying to help them with maybe supporting them with like finances, trying to find funding and so on. So I think that's, for me, I think that is really where community projects work and stakeholder engagement can work very well. Mm -hmm. Where it's not me going there to tell them this is what you need to do, but them initiating the need um, and then them even kind of managing the project. And we're just kind of holding their hand (laughs) somewhat.
0: I have so many questions. (laughs) I feel like we'll need to do a second part to this interview because I'm very interested in, you know, all of the work that you're doing. So, but really quickly in terms of working, you know, with the government and with the community, how do you find is the best approach in that kind of scenario?
1: um so what do you mean if it's like a government wants to do a project in a community or if the community how do they work with government or
0: yes yeah, so like how do they work with government if a government wants to do a um you know a project in the community or if you see a community that you almost feel like it could benefit from mm. a project so how do you go about to even you know get in these projects yeah
1: so i mean it's a tough one i mean to be honest government officials are not very good at at stake, and this is globally, are not very good at stakeholder engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, they, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's an institutional thing. Like, institutions are not very good at, at stakeholder engagement. I don't know. Um, because they're so big, and they're so cumbersome, and they're so, mm-hmm. you know, and to try and do one thing, you have to get budgets, you know, from somewhere, and all of that. So I guess it's very difficult. Yes. Um, and so I think what can be quite good is I think we need to stop thinking when we have a like a a government agency, we have to kind of break, break it up a little bit. um, And rethink the way that we do projects. Um, And this is, I mean, of course, this is like institutional changes. So this is going to take like a long time. But I think we have to start thinking of these things. Because uh, stakeholder engagement is not a tick box uh, thing. It's actually a necessity for it for things to be sustainable. Um, and especially if you're living in somewhere way that is, a, you know, democracy, <laughs> you kind of need yeah, to, you need yes. to make sure everybody, uh, you know, is aligned and everybody trusts what's happening and so yeah. on. Um, so stakeholder engagement really is about, as I said, trust is one major thing. So whether you're government, whether you're an NGO, whether you're a private sector and you're going into a community a project, you need to build trust with that community. They need to understand where you're coming from. They need to know what you're getting out of it. They need to know what they're getting out of it as well. Um, and then they need to kind of be okay with it. Like everybody needs to be okay with it. Another thing that we get wrong is that we speak to only leadership, leaders in communities and, Mm -hmm. and we think, okay, we've spoken to the community, but no, you've spoken to people who have the power in that community. So Mm -hmm. what's leaving out a lot of people who don't necessarily have the power or the agency to be able to say, uh, this, I have this issue or actually I don't like it, or this is going to affect all the children in this community or things like that. So we, when we're thinking about stakeholder engagement, we need to really break down um, who is in the community. Yes, they're the leaders; they're the ones that have the voices; they're the ones that probably have the most power or the most money. But who are the people who are who have a lot of who will get the most impact out of this project, but don't necessarily have yeah. the power or the money? Like for example, you're doing a playground yeah. in a, in a community or in a, in a, you know in a province or wherever, and you're talking to you know the youth leader. You youth leader might be 40 years old. He's not actually youth anymore. He's never going to mm-hmm. use that that facility, you know? So, you know, you have to really think about, okay, you has to speak to leaders. Don't get me wrong. Don't speak. You have to speak to them to be able to even come into those spaces. But you also have to speak to those who are not um, always represented. Um, and some of these groups, for example, are people with disabilities, um, children, mm-hmm. women's groups, um, and so on. So I think, you know, when we... When we try to do stakeholder engagement when we're doing a project. This is not about like the, the community has asked for something, but you're saying, okay, we, would, we need to do this project in this community. Um, I think it's very important to kind of uh, be able to say, these are the different groups, this is how we're going to meet them. No, this is not how they're going to meet us. We have to go there and meet them. This is how we have to um, communicate with them because communication is another big issue. Some people don't speak different languages, yeah. some people don't speak at all. Uh, some people don't understand certain things. Some things you're talking about in a very academic way, where need to kind of break it down to, you know, how people would use it and uh, be impacted by it. Um, and then you have to be able to say, this is your project as well as this is my project. Um, so they have to see ownership and they have to trust you. Um, and then finally, when you're removing yourself, because a lot of things that we do, even as government, we go in there, we do the project, and then we remove ourselves and expect the project to continue um, and to go on and everything is, is great. Um, and usually you realize you come there after five years and it's, it's, like, you know, it's been destroyed or, or, and so on. So you have to also make sure you, you engage with the communities to, to understand what is next after you leave. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to be able to engage with them and know that they are going to take care of the facility or take care of the water pump or take care of whatever the infrastructure is that you're putting into that community Um, and these things you know cost a lot of money these things take a lot of time um, and we have to consider we have to start considering these things when we're doing stakeholder engagement and not just think we've done a workshop of course it's done (laughs)
0: you know <laughs> yes, definitely. These are all very thoughtful solutions and ways to approach the, you know, designing in communities. I just I love it all. I'm so humbled and I'm learning so much um because I'm big on community design. Um so in light so I guess my last question will be in the space that you are, right? What would you say the future and of course this might be such a broad question, but I'm just curious to know from your perspective, what would you say the future of the urban development in Lagos is? The future.
1: Wow. Okay. Um, hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like where are we headed? Where is Lagos headed? You know, because people have so many different ideas. You know, they have like this futuristic Lagos or how Lagos could would have been or could have been without um, colonization. So what is your own take on that? So
1: I'm a bit of a realist. I'm not a, uh, yeah, I'm a realist. and I keep be very real. Um, <laughs> and I guess like I, I maybe I don't have to be because I, I mean I have I have people in my staff that are more uh, I don't know not optimist, but they are I don't know they think of these like big lofty ideas and I'm like whoa let's draw it back You're like. <laughs> uh,
0: but you need those kind of people, right? You know, you do, you do, you do, of
1: course you do. You have to have the visionary. Um, yes. But for me, I mean, for for me to be honest, I don't think in a Lagos context uh, we don't have a lot of disruption. So, so mm. therefore, we we can't get to these kind of utopiany type um, uh, ways of city making or city building. Um, and yes. so, the way I see it, unless we have these disruptors, um, which we don't at the moment. Um it, it's going to keep kind of steady. It's going to kind of keep on this trajectory, this very steady and slow trajectory. But I believe that change is happening and change will happen. It's just going to be very slow. So I do believe that we're going to see um, more, a more like equitable city. Um, but okay. uh, it's just going to be very slow. Uh, it <clears throat> might take quite a while before we get there. But I think we see like little nuggets of like change happening. Okay. Um, because I already I can see like the governance structure, maybe just this government, so we'll see what happens next year or later this year. But at least I feel like he had, or this, yeah, this government, they have slowed the pace of things. The previous governments were very much like, we want to get to this uh, Dubai vision. And so they hmm. were very fast to just like demolish. Or to uh, remove people, or to put in like large infrastructure. Um, But the current government has been a little bit more cautious, um, and they say it's because he's a nice guy, and so he's trying not to ruffle Mm -hmm. any feathers. Um, Mm. So unless we have like disruptors, and I hope they're good disruptors, not like obvious disruptor. (laughs) But unless we have like disruptors uh, as the governor and the government also aligned mm. with those disruptors views um i think things are going to go at a slower pace um and, I, and this actually allows for more interaction with like non-government organizations cso's international organizations it allows for people to think a little bit more before they act i um, mean it allows for things to be a little bit more peaceful So you won't see too many like, Mm. oh, let's just demolish this place because nobody lives here. People are living there, but they're poor. Uh, So in their own eyes, nobody lives there. They just demolish and then they build a new Mm. city um, or a new space or whatever. Um, And so I think, I hope that this is what's going to happen anyway, um, that we we stay on this like slower pace, but then we see pockets of change and good change and equitable Mm. change. Um, But unfortunately, we don't live in a silo either as Lagos, we have a whole yes. like, nation of Nigeria. And unfortunately, the federal government is not really um, necessarily aligned with a lot of things that are happening. Mm. And Lagos is actually moving a lot faster than the rest of the country, um, which again, is a little bit problematic because some of the laws that are federal yes. level are not aligned with those, or they don't even have them. Like, you know, for example, a transport policy, Lagos State is trying to do a transport policy, we don't have a federal transport policy and if the federal now comes with transport policy that doesn't align with the lagos one they'll have to change it so you know they're just all these kind of uh issues that also come up because of course no one is an island um and i mean that's what mm. that's what governance is about that's what politics is about you know about how do we how yes. do we work in in somewhere that is democratic something that is uh, that is working outside of us as well, and we're still trying to manage what's here. So, um, so yeah, I mean, let's see what happens <laughs> to Lagos. Let's um, see what happens. Active, and I hope that it becomes more e- like equity is just so important uh, because we have serious inequality, um, and people are really mm, suffering. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, and you know, design. And for me, I feel like design can do a lot um yes. in that space because i think people don't realize and maybe people are you know more more um uh, aware no it's
0: it's hard for people to realize i feel like it's hard for people to realize almost like the power mm. of design and this is not just talking like oh design can do it all <laughs> it's a, you know it's a sincere you know i i feel like this is me honestly being really genuine like i th- i do really believe that design can drastically affect a community, a space, um, because design at the end of the day is also problem-solving, exactly. exactly. so. Exactly. cool. <laughs> well, Alamde, thank you so much for your time. I am extremely inspired. Um, I have so many questions, so we most definitely will be having another interview, and um, or rather, another conversation, and... I would love for that to be in person. So, the next time I am in Lagos, (laughs) I will definitely be reaching out.
1: Fantastic. So, just bring all your gear and then we can set it up, and that would be nice. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. And to get a preview of the Ludi space as well. That would be really good. So, looking forward to having you soon. (laughs) Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Check out the show notes for links to information reference. I would appreciate it if you could share this episode, subscribe, follow, leave a review, or do all of the above. I am also curious to know the guests or topics that you would like me to put on my list. Thank you again.